When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello, and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Free. Jordana, it's so good to see you. How are you? Tell me about your life. What's going on? How's your quarantine? My quarantine is going well. It's so funny. You're like, what's going on with you? It's like the same thing that was going on last week. I Pinky wish there in the was, brain. Yeah, I wish there was something else to talk about. But I did. I was wondering your take on this. I was thinking that we are actually like among one of the best ages to have to, to be in this situation. We nailed it. We, I, I totally agree. Um, you would, uh, as far as what you would want. I, I, okay, so let's talk about it. What would be the perfect quarantine? What for you? What do you think is the perfect quarantine? I would say the only reason I wish I were maybe like a little bit older is so mm. that I had like um, a real house. Okay, with like I, well, <laughs> with the uh, trappings me, <laughs> of like a of a ma- of a of a real home well, um, with well, a backyard. I, I would say like there's a lot of people. I would say single um, and alone, childless. Single, childless, alone sucks. You, I think where we are is actually the top of the, the, the best chart because you're, you have one other person right? and you, so you can get a little bit of interaction with a human that, mm-hmm. like, and actually have physical touch. Right. And we can, we can get away from them so we can be alone. Right. Like being married with kids in a suburb to me, you are locked in hell right now. Right, you got to teach your kids. They're annoying. They're just going crazy all day. It's. I mean, like, from, I obviously don't know what it's like personally, but like anecdotally, it sounds like pretty terrible. Your ca- the camps are canceled, so you're gonna be like this all summer. Yeah. Um, but I think only having to be responsible for yourself in your moment in this moment, and like sort of your partner, but like mostly sure. just yourself, um, is a pretty nice time to be. Uh, this age and you're not, you're not in college so you're not missing out on these like you know pivotal years of like spring break I, and graduation I'm, like I'm you, with wanna, you. you know someone's and, listening to this being like fuck you assholes like i mean i'm saying we're, we're incredible i feel incredibly lucky to like yeah. i mean also i'm also thinking about like when i was like in my early 20s like that i would go out and meet people and like i wanted to like meet guys and it suck it would suck to have that taken away sure and i i think because it's exactly what you're saying. Like it's like when you meet, like I would meet like guys who are married with a couple kids, and I'll be and there'll always be this moment where they'll be like, "Oh, it, it changes," and you're like, "What?" And they they talk like you're at a haunted house. They're like, "Oh, 
when you go down that hallway, those children will take off your balls and they're no blowjobs. And you're like, ah, you know, like they, so like I, I think like the worst case scenario right now is New York City, like with like. I mean, we're talking about luxury people. I'm obviously not talking about right. like people who are actually know, sick or <laughs> yeah. sick yeah. and uh, people who are like, you know, obviously like homeless people. And like there's like, but right. you know, if you've listened to this show before, you know what we're getting at. But like I, I like I'm not talking about like a frontline worker or something like that. But like if you're like with like two kids in an apartment with no yard, like you yeah. can't even be like, hey, go outside. Like how many Zoom calls have you been on where like. There's a kid in the background, and and the first time it's cute, and everyone laughs. Right. And then you're like, and all right, I actually, like, I'm in the middle of my sentence. Can you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the kid away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this isn't funny anymore. You know, right. like, um, and also, like, for the people listening to this that are single, like, I, I've been thinking a lot about them. Like, this does suck to be, a, like, someone, I've had single friends that are, like, day 45, haven't spoken to a soul. And you're like, shit. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, like I, <laughs> someone sent me that Washington Post article that you were making fun of was, a few weeks ago about all the single women. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like terrifying. I mean, like it was very sad. It's sad. And, yeah. and um, you know, like I think like, you know, people wonder why like a lot of like um, uh, boomers aren't handling this well. Like you and I texted a little bit like the boomers. Right kind of revealing themselves as not really team players mm -hmm. like but like they're like you and I are on Twitter we're on Instagram we're kind of hearing from people we we understand there's some sort of social embarrassment that we kind of understand even if you're doing things like you're kind of ashamed of them like if you're doing sure. it, if you're it, going outside without a mask you're not like Look at me. I'm outside without a mask. <laughs> exactly. You understand there's a little bit of criticism to be from your whatever your circles you're in. My parents have no understanding of that. Like they are like, they're like, when? Like my, my dad's like, come to Florida. And I'm like, I can't just come to Florida. Like that's not happening. Like right. I can't go on a flight. This is part of the deal. And he's like, why? Like they're just there. So I think like those, um, when people are like, oh, my parents don't get it or like, and I under I empathize with that age group. I'm like I get why they don't get it. They don't live uh, as interactive with with the world. They're on right. their own silos. So that group, you know, that's up there, like they like the empty nesters that are like they're you know, just living they, their same life. They're like, well, what's going yeah. on? I can understand why they don't understand. Like I, this is what I'm saying. So like, um, but I do think like you're you nailed it. Like our. What you know, the honeymoon phase where you're like newlywed, pre marriage, just moved in together, you have one other person, you got plenty of space, you can get your alone time, you can go on the roof and do a workout, you know, you can do the yeah. workout on your computer without a kid running in going, Mommy, 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 mom, you know, like, and, and then also you have like human interaction. Right. I would say the boomers would be like the boomers, the empty nest boomers would be like the second best, but they're also like yeah. a little old. So they're more susceptible. It so, sucks to be old. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> the Grim Reaper is knocking yeah. at their door. So I understand. Yeah, that would but suck. I do feel like if you're in a relationship and again, not to like 
woe is me the single person situation because i think obviously there's ways like to still have fun and be engaged and be social in that way i'm not Um, crying too hard for that group yeah right i do feel like it does make you more i mean we keep reiterating this but it does make you more appreciative in the same way that people who have a job are like people who are used to complain about their jobs a lot are now like oh i'm just so grateful to have a job because especially in new york you see like so many people have to file for unemployment and they're like sure. you know, their jobs are in danger or they're being furloughed or they're making less money so i do think like the if you it's kind of nice if you're in that situation to look around and be like okay like i do feel gratitude for something that i may have taken for granted before yeah i mean like there's been also a lot of memes that are like someone's quarantining with your ex like <laughs> like you know so like let's also feel lucky that you're not in these bad relationships like too. you know like you know like there's um not to like bring this down but like there's a lot of like you know people that are like trapped with their like domestic you know abuse partners like that, yeah, I mean, that's that the, the worst of that thing has that gone up that's happen. the worst thing exactly so like yeah. you know i'm not saying that's you know that's not what this show is all about but i'm saying they should be acknowledged like you know if you're alone like i'm you know i'm not saying like Oh, good thing you're not with the, you know someone who's beating you. But I'm saying like you're the not idea in a toxic that, like, thing. Yeah. You're not in a toxic thing. Like whoever you were with that you broke up with. Like we have so many emails that that center on. Well, I'm thinking back to that person. It's like, yeah, that person and you ended, and it ended for a reason. Like right. you just have more time to think about that person. And we talked a lot about that last episode. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good way to look at it. Like, there's always, I feel like whatever situation you're in, there's usually something to be, like, grateful for. And I think that, not to sound like an internet um, meme or caption from an influencer, but, like, I do think it's important to focus on, like, the good parts of your situation or what's, like, lacking that could be, like, really terrible. Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like like an eight-year-old yelling at you wanting to be fed. Um, I I, I mean, I've done a lot of like complaining on my social media, like, but I'm like, my my whole goal, like, is to try and complain about like the fun parts of this whole thing. Like, I'm not saying- We're all the comfiest we've ever been. I'm the most comfortable, like physically that I've ever been. Oh my God! Sweats every day, sweatshirts. I I'm rotating the same three outfits on a daily basis. You know, every every week, yeah. and I'm drinking like a pig. So you know, it it could be could be worse. A lot worse. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15 percent cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt show Shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. What are we talking about today? So today we're talking about, um, we got an email, which I thought was was kind of interesting. I, th- I, I knew you'd have um, some thoughts on it. Sure. So... Someone wrote, the question is, who gets to decide where you quarantine in a relationship? And I think that's a question okay. that, I mean, it's like a little bit later in, in the quarantine situation to, to bring this sure. up. But I do think it's an interesting question. Of well, like, there's a lot of people that are sitting at home right now, like where they started off together and then the person was like, I got to go home now. Right. This is like gone long well, enough. It kind of reminds me of like a way more intense version of like a like, so what are we doing for Thanksgiving this year? Like whose house sure. are we going to? Or like, are we not? But it kind of like, it sort of forces you to reveal like how much of a, how much tolerance you have for someone else's family too. Sure, absolutely. I, know, I, mean, I know a lot of people who are quarantining with like their partner's family. Really? You know you don't know anyone like that? Would you do that? Let's say <laughs> let's say the beginning let's say the beginning of this quarantine, Mike is like, Hey, um, we should just do this at my parents' place. It's out in the suburbs. We'll be able to like be there'll be a yard, we'll have a room, my mom well, won't bother you. Would you do would you do it? Well, that's essentially the question that we're we're about to answer. Okay, let's um, do it. <laughs> but short story i think would be like no but not even like because of his family just because like i don't want to be with anyone's even my own yeah i'm right? with you i'm right, with let me, you I'll, I'll read the question but i because i think okay. it's i think it's an interesting one Pertinent. that people have grappled with J and J love the pod, especially during these crazy times i'll get right into it my boyfriend and i have been dating on and off for about five years both live in new york city we don't live together we're only 24 And when quarantine started, I left the city to go to my parents' house in New Jersey. I told him he was more than welcome to come. Come to Livingston. (laughs) Come. Come to Livingston. Come on. You're going to love. I'll do your laundry. I'm just imagining the mom begging the daughter to come home. (laughs) Bring him. Come on. I know you guys fuck. (laughs) I told him he was more than welcome to come, but his roommates were staying in the city, so he decided to stay with them. Slowly but surely, all of his four roommates have left to return home. They all live in the tri-state area, but he is from the Midwest, and he has stayed. This brings us to our current disagreement. He wants me to leave my family and quarantine with him in the city since he's alone now. 
He says that he wouldn't have a place to work in my house. There would be five of us working full time and doesn't want to sleep in a twin guest bed and share a room with my sister's boyfriend who was quarantining with us. We only have one guest room. I don't want to go back to New York City because there is way more space here, more people. I can go outside and it would be crazy to leave. Sorry, this has gotten longer than expected, but am I being crazy? Is he being crazy? Every other couple I know is quarantining together, but I think it makes no sense to leave a calm, open house with plenty of food and space for a small apartment, no matter how much I miss him. Help. What do I do? Sincerely confused and quarantined. I couldn't. Uh, okay. I, do you want my answer? Let, yeah. me read, let me read the most, the most horrifying sentence I've ever, ever read. Heard. That I've ever heard. This is like this is like it made like literally made a shiver. This brings us to our disagreement. He wants me to leave. Okay, hold on. Here's the sentence. He said that he would have no place to work at my house. There would be five of us working full time and doesn't want to sleep in a twin guest bed and share a room with my sister's boyfriend who is quarantining with us. We only have one guest room. I don't want. That is right. Goodbye. She's goodbye. Like, I would end. The I don't relationship. understand why anyone would choose what? this. Yeah, like, I don't understand. We have All a backyard. he has to do is sleep with my grandpa Joe <laughs> in a bed with his, you know, and they go feet to head. So his feet will be by his head and grandpa Joe's feet will be by his head. So, yeah, their penises align, but they don't have to face each other. And, and there's a backyard. There's and a, a washing backyard. machine. <laughs> yeah, and and grandma, you know, Ellen, she does the laundry a lot. Like right. that is my worst nightmare. I I don't care how long you are with someone. I don't care if it's 30 years. Like my dad, right. if my mom was like saying that to her, they've been married forever, he'd go, "Fuck. No, I want to <laughs> be in my own space and I'm the same way." Everyone, and, and we even talked about this in the opening of this show. We're yeah. the most comfortable we've ever been. You know, nobody and wants we're in, to... And we're in one-bedroom apartments. Exa not like, exactly. Right. And, and no one wants to quarantine while tiptoeing. That's right. No the one reality. wants to quarantine with someone else's family. But it's, it's hard my enough. family. You love my family. No, no, no. No one fucking loves anyone's family that much. Like, I hate the way she wrote this email. I hate how she's like, oh, of course. So let's say your parents have a big house in Florida and you were like to Jess, you know, we should just like go there. We'll have our we'll have our space. Our pa my parents won't bother us that much. Like and she was like, I don't want to do that. I Are would understand. With that? I would understand someone else not feeling like I like that scenario. I that could, scenario I, sounds like literal hell. To, to you, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Your family is just like your kids. It's just like your charcuterie board. It's just like your paintings. It's just like your food. You like it because it's yours. Not You wouldn't like it as much if it wasn't yours. You're, you understand. Here's the other thing. You've had a lifetime of figuring out the, the social you know, puzzle that is your family. I know when to talk to my mom about something. I know what not to talk about my, to my mom about. I know what to talk to my dad about. I know what not to talk. He's walking in blind. I don't care if they've been together on and off for five years. Also, on and off for five years since you've been 19, 
the here's what's happening in this relationship. He's growing up. She is not. Right. She, I mean. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't fault her for going home, but I'm also like, he's like, yeah, listen, I'm going to buy my own. She's basically saying, why wouldn't you want to have free groceries, free laundry, uh, and a backyard and be able to go outside? And, he, and he's going. Because I want my well, freedom. <laughs> yeah. I w- yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that's like that. The, yeah, I don't want to live in a like, dictator I don't want to be adopted. State. I don't want yeah, like, <laughs> you, Grandpa Joe. Here's your nightcap. Um, we put a lot of faith yeah, in she's this whole like, chocolate she's bar thing. Like, why don't she's like? Why don't you want my parents to adopt you? Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. I don't and even the answer wanna... is because like I'm an adult and I want my own life. Here's the great secret of life. Every time you walk into someone's house, you go, this place smells disgusting. Because <laughs> it's not your smell. It's not your home. And your home smells disgusting to the other person. I couldn't disagree with her more. Like, would, like what scenario would you leave your home? Where would you go? Like, there, I have a few friends that are, like, doing Airbnbs. They're like... Uh, I'm going like I have a friend. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to Maine for two weeks. And I'm like, and then he showed me the Airbnb and it was like literally in the middle of nowhere, Maine. And I was like, well, good luck with that one. I'll be staying in New York City. I mean, does location really doesn't matter at all right now. So I kind of get where your friend is coming from. Location like, to- matters as far as vibe is concerned. Like if you could jump in a car, like there's a lot of people that have this like preconceived notion about New York because New York has the most cases. Right. They think like, have you spoken to someone that doesn't live in New York right now? I've spoken to people who have Airbnbs elsewhere. Okay. So when yes. you talk to them, I have this, I, anyone that doesn't live in New York, the first thing they're like, they'll do the like, how's New York? As if right. I'm like, you know, wading through dead bodies in the streets. And it's like, that's, that's not what's happening at all. And, and it's just, New York is just quiet. And to me, like the way I'm comfortable to me, New York city is like the perfect situation. Like things are open. I can take a walk. I I go out like the people that are like, like, are there people out there that are like legitimately not leaving their homes? Um, I think there are some people, if, maybe if you're like super at risk or you have some sort of like immunocompromised yeah. situation, I think it's more like, oh yeah, it'd be nice to like rent a place and have like a whole backyard and a, and an extra room or like more yeah. rooms to have your own private space. But like, um, but well, I, I would one, only, I, I would only do that alone. I wouldn't do that with someone else's like. Family. No, I, I, I have one friend, him and his wife, she's pregnant. They like the minute this started, they went to North Fork out on. Um, mm-hmm. So that's not Long the Island. Hamptons. That's uh, that, like it's uh, north of the Hamptons, north of yeah. the Hamptons. So um, so they went there like minute one mm-hmm. and him and I have been texting and and he's like and, and I think they're I. I'm not sure. I, I don't think he thinks it's a mistake, but like when you hear about it, you're like, "Ugh." he's like, there's one store I can get alcohol, but like there's not. And he, now he's drinking by himself because his wife is pregnant. So right. it's like, it, it, it's like as far as like, you know, having the social, like just having like, you know, it's like those Disney cartoons. Remember from like, like the 1950s Disney cartoons where the background just keeps repeating. 
Like, I yeah. don't want the background to keep repeating. I want to see a new guy. I want to make fun of a new person. I want to get mad at a new, you know, person at the, at the market. Like, I, I, I think, like, some, like, you know, there, a lot of people are, like, sequestering themselves in situations that wouldn't be for me. Like, this per- like if Jess was, like, come to my family... And yeah, I'm sure it would sound well, good to her. That was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Would I go there? I would be like, listen, this is our, we have a home here now. We stay at our home. Like, I don't think, and, and <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not. I you never sounded more like a caveman. This our yeah. home. <laughs> home. We know, here. we know leave. <laughs> we know leave here. I have toilet where I can shit as loud, as loud as possible. Right. Like, well, it'd be like no- here's if someone was like, you can have your own second house on this huge property where like you can interact with these people once a week. I'd yeah. be like, okay. Well, this is why this is why people got so annoyed uh, because all this did was like kind of highlight the uh, economic divides that exist. So like this is why in the beginning, like I I did a post where I was like, you know, you had these people that left the city right away and they're like. Oh, New York, I love you so. And it was like a picture of like the skyline right. as they're leaving. You. Right. It's like you could have stayed. Third house. They could have stayed. And it's right. like, you know, when you see that, you kind of get annoyed and you're like, you know, well, and, and it's like, just like you're saying, it's like, okay, you're going to a second house where you never see these people. Like, of course you can, you're going to go to the beach. Of course, like, of course mm-hmm. that option is available to you. Like, you know, this is a very real option of of privilege, but not privileged. You know, like like which which option? The option to leave. So th- this girl brings up a like a quote unquote privileged option. I got my family. We have a nice house in the suburbs, but it's not a privilege to do that. You you know, right. like it's like like that option is like it's not like she's saying. We have three houses on the property. Right. We'll take one. Um, well, you'll take one. My sister has the other. She she said twin bed. Right. I would you jump can't off even the sleep fucking in the roof same bed I, as her? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get to go there and not get blown? If I, were, if I were him, I would be almost like reevaluating the relationship because someone thought that that would be like an appealing option for me and would show me how little they know me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, one of the I think I, one of the hallmarks of like a good I hope relationship he's is you're some, getting dumped, right? Well, <laughs> one of the hallmarks of a good relationship is feeling like someone that you're with like really understands you and understands like yeah. what you might like or what you wouldn't like. If someone doesn't have an understanding of like that's not something that person would enjoy, that's like a very bad sign, especially after five years. Like, oh, like if I were if I, if I assume like if I were Jess. I would know your reaction to suggesting that you of that course. you would live in, her, in with her sister's boyfriend in a room <laughs> before I even mentioned it to you, and I would be it, like not shocked. Yeah. And if I did bring it up to you, I would be like, I know you're gonna hate this idea. <laughs> sure. I, I, I yeah. It, it's you would be prepared to be hit with like me screaming as, as I would do. Yeah. I. I I think also like there's something about this email that we've probably talked about a little bit, but that we should highlight. And and like I know she doesn't didn't come here for this information, but like and this might not sound great to everyone listening, but like, you know, you have been together five years. You met when you were in your 24. So you met when you were 19. Like 
her idea of what a relationship is um, to me is in, is living in in a very younger, immature world. Her right. her idea of a relationship has a backup credit card that is attached to the family, you know. So like I I I do think that the the quarantine kind of shows you where you are as far as self self sustaining wise. You know, like she went home, which is fine. I'm not saying she's wrong right. for doing that. That sounds like a very comfortable quarantine for her. But for her to not understand that, like, he's like, and he's in an apartment with roommates. So I'm not saying he's like this adult man, right. but he's a fully a pr- prepared to, like, go to the market, buy his own groceries, do, uh, his, own set up, do yeah. his own laundry, set up his workspace. Um, no. And also, I respect him for knowing that that situation is not a comfortable place for me to work in. I think that's the other thing. Like, you know. I've I've had it's funny now like that a lot of us are seeing what people actually do during a work day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I, I I I mean for me like what I do on a daily basis, um Jess is kind of looking at that and I could tell she's kind of like this is what you you're playing it's fun and games for you. You yell at a fucking screen and and you, you sing happy birthday to people on Cameo. Go fuck yourself. I have real <laughs> meetings. I have to deal with real numbers. Like I have real stresses. So like it I is got interesting. The same kind of thing. Don't worry. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well that's what I'm well, talking we get, about. Right. We got into a little tiff about that the other day where he was like he's like, You don't have any more meetings today? I'm like, What are you, my fucking boss? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's that's what's going on right now. I get that a lot. And right. like where like, you know, yours and my job happens, you know, vi- not on a schedule. Like right. it's as not far like a as, nine to six situation. No. And like uh, like Friday night, someone's like, come to our Zoom, uh, our Zoom comedy show. I'm like, of course, I'll do it. And then it's like, I'll you know, it's hard now to be like, you know, going out to do a show that was a whole different beast. But it's a little hard to be like, hey, I have to go to this Zoom comedy show and then you just hear me talk about farts for an hour and you're like, well, this isn't work. But I'm like, I do have to take this seriously. I do have to... Yeah, and here would be my reaction to that and I've used this one, is whatever I'm doing, I'm making money doing it. So don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same same thing that Tony Soprano says. Sure. (laughs) not your business how i get there as long as the money's coming in <laughs> that well that's i've said that a few times to her i was like i was like you always seem to want to have talks when i'm about to make money <laughs> I'm like, I'm like it's always it's almost like there's a the, you have a sixth sense for getting but it's also i do empathize because i'm also like yeah what it, it looks like i'm doing the same thing every day like like i mean i if you go to my i i had a tiktok that got taken down but if you go to my instagram there's a video <laughs> why'd you get taken a, down so tiktok kicked me off um i and i'm trying to get back on and get back the following the very small following that i had i okay. made i made a documentary or a a um remember we talked about the big black penis guy mm-hmm. so i did like a in memoriam for him basically talking about how oh, yeah. he's so right. I put it on my, it's on my YouTube page. You guys can go check it out. Um, but then I took a clip from it and I put it on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok to promote it. 
and, and TikTok, I guess, considering the age of their demo, they're not fucking around with maybe a penis being on their screen. So they just kicked me off sight wow. on scene. They're like, get out of here. That's really uh, funny. Fa- Facebook suspended me for a week. I mean, it's not It's not like I'm putting... It wasn't like a grotesque thing. It was just it's like... the same. We've all seen it. it. Yeah. We've all seen it. It wasn't so like it was your penis. Ex- it was, yeah, I wasn't doing fucking, you know, you know, you know, flop arounds on on Facebook Live, but I I um I posted it on TikTok, so they kicked me off. But I I did have um a video where I'm dressed as the Little Mermaid doing "Hey Out There." I you like know, that one. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. But I I did that video, and I'm like, I'm having just taped that, and I'm like, that I'm not saying I'm not in the moment, like being like, "Hey, I got a work thing I got to do." I, but if she was like, if she looked at me and was like, what the fuck is, I'm like, it is kind of work when you boil it down. Like right. as dumb as that sounds. But also I think when you're with someone that you haven't been with for like 10 years or something, what they don't understand when they see you just kind of like fucking around and like also probably making money off of it and yeah. doing that is that like you spent a lot of years not making money off of doing that stupid shit yeah. took you yes. a long time to get to like a do place you know, do you know how many years i was dressed as a mermaid <laughs> for free just try for free just trying to make it in this fucked up mermaid world you know how hard it is to make it as a man in the mermaid industry yeah it is, <laughs> it is um yeah i i you're right you're absolutely you know what I'm saying? right so, like how many open mic nights you had to go to to like of course to, to get, get a to following the place where to get you're, a jer- right yeah and, and so but i so what what i respect about this guy in the email and what she's not really respecting is he sees that scenario and he's like that's not just gonna suck for my life i can't work like that five right. working adults you're not a we work you don't even have a fucking coffee station you don't even have a keurig so like i'm with him on that yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I think it's kind of like if if I'm her, I would go back to the city. Um, you would go. I would also say that it's okay to be like, okay, this is what we are. We're together. You know, we've known each other for five years. Like, either way would work. Like, if she can't handle going to the city, I would also like, I would. I wish I could speak to him. I'd be like, hey, man, it seems like you're in a relationship where she's not that mature. Like, like if you can't handle, you've been together five years and you're like, hey, I'm going to go to my parents. You're going to be here. If you can't handle that, then maybe this relationship didn't have, you know, wasn't on strong footing anyways. Isn't, right. Isn't in serious relationship territory, although it might, you know, although the long, it's been like a long time, it might not be that serious. Yeah, exactly. You might have been living in, you know, like I and I've said this a lot on this show where it's like college relationship is you guys are playing house that's not a real relationship that's not you going to the gym in the morning and her going to the gym after work and then seeing each other for the 20 minutes before bed to watch a little bit of a tv show like that's more of a real relationship than oh well we go apple picking every day at four o'clock because no one money doesn't exist i agree you know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today. 
in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Yeah, you want to read it? It's in a separate... I got it. Let's read the awkward sex. Uh, And you can send in yours. I want to say to the people listening, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much. Uh, We're so happy to do this show. I know I love doing it. Jordana... As You're, do I. Okay, Highlight so of my week. That's that's the thing. We love coming together to do it, and it makes it so much more fun that you guys enjoy it. So keep sharing. We want you to share it. Now's the time. People are looking for ways to not deal with their own thoughts. Let Jordana and I be the thoughts. And the way you tell people, tag them in our posts Tag them in um, on Instagram. Tag the podcast. We'll send you a like. Let's do the awkward sex. You ready? I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Hi, J-Square. I have a story from a hookup a couple years ago. I was on a date with a guy, and we were vibing, so I decided to go home with him. As we were walking to his house, out of the blue, he grabbed me by the hips and flipped me around, like full 360 degrees, upside-down flip. I was completely shocked and asked what the fuck he was doing. And he said, said, I thought this would make a funny story to tell at our wedding if this goes well. I love this guy. What is he, a cheerleader? (laughs) I was... (laughs) Uh, I was completely disoriented and full of adrenaline. Uh, <laughs> I, I I like that she was pumped up. Like <laughs> I was full of adrenaline. Ah! Like she just starts. <laughs> uh, but I was all, I was like, all right, let's see how this turns out. When we get to this house, uh, as he's about to open his bedroom door, he turns to me and says, oh, sorry, I should have said, I have two roommates that I share a bedroom with. Oh, 
talk about Grandpa Joe. Before I, even, <laughs> before I even had time to get annoyed, he swung the door open and exclaimed, Meet Bumble and Badger, my two bunnies. Ah! <laughs> They were super cute. Oh man, what a what a moment for her to go from like, oh, he's living with his fucking roommates in one bedroom, <laughs> and then it's bunnies. And she's like, oh, look how cute. So, is this weird? No, if I were me, I'd be like, is this weirder? Would I prefer the roommates? I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? Pre- <laughs> Do- he calls them his fur babies. They were super cute. I had a little cuddle before we hooked up. I don't even remember how the sex was, but I will never forget that date. I didn't see the guy again after that night as it was all bit much. I knew I made the right decision to not keep seeing him when a couple months later, he texted me inviting me to an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> him and the rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I wouldn't know who would involve. This guy's so you know vague. Interesting guys. Hope you guys find the story fun. Thanks for all your amazing advice. So, do you have a name? Uh, fuck Bunny. The Fuck Bunny's good. I like that. Sis Boom Ba Fuck. Sis Boom Ba Bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Carrot Stick. I have to. What do you think is worse, a man who has two pet bunnies or a man who has two roommates that live in his room? Two roommates that live in his room. I think that's way worse. Like, you guys They're are all both sli- so weird, though. The bunnies, yeah. I, <laughs> I think the guy with bunnies, you can pre- be pretty sure he's into something weird sexually. Just like, just orgies. the idea. Yeah, like I just, just the idea of him feeding it with his hand out with the carrot. Like, just that all is just weirdly sexual ever- and. It's fun. I wonder if men go through this because I remember when I was dating, um, I remember going on like one or two dates where I was like, I can't meet people online anymore. Like, like these people done. are too fucking weird. <laughs> it's It'd be like someone random. who's like seemingly normal. And then I remember getting like a coffee date with this guy. And then like he started telling me how he like lived in like this older man's apartment and he was like his personal trainer but he also got to like stay in the house and i was like i need to go out with people who have been vetted by people that i know (laughs) (laughs) well i i think what people are realizing you know i'm not sure this has definitely been said before but like you go on an online date you're almost more comfortable being more revealing because there's no one that they're going to go back to afterwards. Like they'll go to their friends and say something like she's going to go to her friends and be like, this guy's got a couple of bunnies, but that'll never come back to him. (laughs) Right. He doesn't know anyone she knows. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, like, like, you know, the word shame has become like when you take away shame, this is what you're left with. Like, and I'm not saying you twist it around in a 360 degree. You're like, like, like not, you know, when you least expect it. Well, (laughs) you're going to be flipped uh, head over heels. (laughs) I, I, but I'm saying like the, like shame gets such a bad name. Like the, oh, someone fat shame me. Someone, you know, I don't even know. There's other slut slut shamed. And it's like, yeah, with, with good comes also bad. Like. It's like when you like make a wish with a genie and you get you're like, oh, I want to be as rich as can be. And then you find out like having all the money in the world isn't an answer to all your questions. Like it's like bedazzled. Of, yeah. Like getting rid of all shame 
gets rid of all shame and also allows people to not hold back and have maybe some politeness. Like all these people right now are getting DMs from old exes over Snapchat that are like, you know, dick pics and shit. And they're getting like, and and they're like, why, why, why? And it's like, yeah, because they're taking a shot. What are you going to do? You're not going to be able to screenshot it on. They know you're not screenshotting it on Snapchat. They know they're not going to be shamed for this. So they're going to act a little bit uh, weirder, a little bit more off the chart, you know? Right. So shame is a good thing. I'm saying shame's a good thing. Right. I, I like this It's okay guy, to be a little bit ashamed of things yeah, that you do. Well, that's why meeting someone on the app, like when you have nobody in common, like get ready. Get ready to like meet some weirdos. Because but when you have someone in common, at least that you, you know, like when you see someone in common with you, I would always bring them up. How do you know that person? Oh, good to know. Oh, we went to camp with each other. I know I don't speak we to them talk anymore. Every like, day. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we talk every day. Oh, okay, good. Good to know. And it's like that, you know, people wonder, like, oh, well, we talked on the app and a date never happened. Like, that's a good reason that it didn't happen. They're like, oh, shit. I don't want to go out with someone that knows someone I know. I like to go on dates and get a little weird and, and ask right. them if they'll fucking tickle my asshole. You know, like, I, like, this is. This is just something to keep in mind is all I'm saying. Has this ever happened to you on a date? You ever gotten brought home to like pets or flipped over? I feel like the flipping over thing is like a thing I've read in many emails. It hasn't happened to me personally, but like I think guys have a thing with like picking you up or like twir- like it, it makes you feel like they're like them feel have, like they're strong or something. I think that they overestimate <laughs> how much we like that kind of thing. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I was at I was at the Jersey Shore. So when I graduated okay. college, I lived the situation. in a- <laughs> I was the original situation. I was the uh, the the predicament. That's what everyone called me. So I I my buddy and I lived in Avalon, which is like southern Jersey Shore. I've heard of that, yeah. And and it's um there's Sea Isle City, there's like this whole like area. It's all, you know, uh margate that's the jewy area uh there's you know the, it's all Manasquan. near manis bay that's actually northern mm, uh, okay. so this is the southern area so avalon seattle city uh margate and it was all by um atlantic city so my buddy and i were living in this house together like just literally living at the beach it was the summer after college we're just like trying to figure shit out i was taking tests to like go sell life insurance and shit and so we went out one night and I remember we met these two girls and they're like, we're, we start dancing. We're like, we meet them at the bar and they're like, come back with us. We got, come back with us. And we go pick up like a case of champagne for some reason, like real cheap champagne. And then okay. we we're, we're go back with them and my buddy's with one girl and I'm with the other girl and we're like, dance contest, dance contest. And... We're like, <laughs> so we're in the kitchen. All of us are in our underwear. We're all dancing. And I do a move with this girl. And then he takes the girl and tries to do like, you know, like in the, like with the, the dress, with the poodle dress, like they would do like the flip oh, them yeah. over your swing back dancing. move. Like a swing, swing dance move. So he takes her, flips her over his back her back of her legs slam on the oven in the kitchen. 
And like all of us are like fucked up, but we're like, oh Ow. my God, right. are you? And like anytime someone says, are you okay? Sex is out the window. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, we had to stop it. We're like, you just body, body slammed you? her into the counter. We thought she lost her legs in the oven, on the <laughs> oven. Like, we were like, oh my God. And like, I remember. We looked at each other. I was like, is she okay? He's like, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. I think I'm okay. I, I don't know. I got some, like the back of my legs. Boy, you really threw me there. And like, I just remember they, they were like, the two girls were like, you, you guys should go. Like, the, you should go. And yeah. I, remember, I remember I was like, <laughs> we're walking back to our house. And I remember like our, us talking. Like, I wish there was a camera on us because we sound, I was like, why'd you have to fucking flip her? Like, I was like blaming him for us All not angry. fucking. Yeah, I was angry. I was like, well, you, we're, like we were both going to fuck. We were about to go like to our separate rooms to go fucking like you flipped her. You ruined the whole vibe. And he was like, I know I shouldn't have done it. I don't know. I got into the dance contest. And that was Guys like really the really overestimate the, the flip. Yeah, especially no, don't do it in a small kitchen at a, at a beach house. Yeah. yeah. You got to be real <laughs> careful with that. Yeah, it was. Don't do it. I and I think it is to show you that we're strong, but then like also like girls like we don't like a, it that much. Yeah, I don't think girls like it. And also like there's <laughs> this like like there are the girls that are like I there are the girls that will sit on your lap and they like sitting on your lap, and then you can tell like it it, it feels like there's a heavy divide between. Like the sit on girl. your lap girls and the not. Okay. Maybe it, maybe it's like, if you're like super petite, like I'm like five, eight and yeah. I'm like, you know, like a taller person with not like an, it's not like a tiny, tiny build. Sure. So I feel like if you're that girl, like, yeah, it feel, it's like kind of nice. But if you're like, there, I feel like there's a very small percentage of women yeah. who are like, yeah, I like to be like thrown around as if we're I was a child. We're definitely overestimating it. And we <laughs> definitely had like him and I still talk about that night. We'll be like, do you remember when you flipped the girl in the oven? And he'll be like, I, I ruined it for both of us. Like, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, I thought we had like erased that from our memories. But yeah. thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> I got to bring it up to him. Now I'm going to text him about it. I, uh, right. Yeah, but that's so uh, red flag or deal breaker on, on this stuff. On the flip or the bunnies? The whole thing together. You get flipped and you're like, I'm okay, kind of, you're out. I'm out. I don't like, I, I don't like, like, rodents as pets for, for yeah. grown adults. If he was like seven, that'd be okay. But See, <laughs> if, you, if he was seven, you'd fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, yeah. There you I, go. Uh, I, I think. If a girl flipped me, I'd be like, whoa, shit. Like, shit's about to go down. I don't think you'd like it either. <laughs> I would like it. I'd be like, well, what else is going to happen here? How strong is this bitch? The bunnies, the bunnies, I'd be like, I, I, I can look like over any pet. There's not one pet a girl could have that would turn me off from fucking. What if it was a tiger? She's the tiger queen. The tiger, the tiger queen. Uh, after the... Uh, uh, if <laughs> After the... Um, uh, the docu series. I just, I wouldn't. It would be a one night stand. I would, okay. I would take it once. I would want to see what Carol Baskin fucks like, but I don't need to like yeah. live with her. I mean, you can be. I think you can be held or like picked up sporadically in in the exact right moment. But it's like a science. It's not something that anyone wants to be like. 
You don't want to be surprised by it. Right. In fact, I dislike it so much. I think that like it makes me hesitant to ever just like spontaneously pick up children. I have a lot of nieces and nephews. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no one likes to just be like yeah. caught in midair as if Why from nowhere. How did I end up <laughs> out here? I've gotten on girls' backs before. Like they're like, "Yeah, jump on my back." I don't know why. Like a piggyback ride. Like a piggyback ride, and it always feels like (laughs) their knees are about to break forever. Like I, I can like feel them wobbling. Does it make you feel dainty? It doesn't make me feel dainty, but it makes (laughs) it does make me feel powerful. I, I realize how heavy I am. Okay. I feel so heavy in your arms. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah i've never even liked like horseback riding i'm like i don't think this animal wants to be carrying me <laughs> yeah <laughs> the girl on your lap thing like guys don't talk about it a lot like oh am i like girls will sit on your lap and they'll be like am i crushing you and like what are you supposed to say like yeah get the fuck off you fat bitch like, you, <laughs> you know, like yeah i can't feel my leg yeah i can't yeah no you're never gonna say that so like you know, I have had girls sit on my lap where I'm like, yeah, okay, enough's enough. Like, you could be, <laughs> yeah, well, you could be 75 pounds. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, like, you know, butt muscle on fucking thigh muscle, it hurts after a while. Like, you know, how long How long can we, you know, do a, a plank for? You know, like, That's fair. Planks, planks are easy for 10 seconds. They fucking suck for a minute. The moral of the story is, uh, Get don't, the fuck don't off do my a lap. Random flip, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the awkward sex. Uh, we're we're gonna come back. We got a very special guest, right? Yes, we have Mark Manson. He'll be right back with us. Awesome. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com, that's newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hi, we are back with Mark Manson, who you might remember from his best-selling book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. He also has another book out called Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. And we actually also wrote about, I remember your blog, we wrote about that like, um, the fuck yes method. We've discussed that. We've actually talked about that before on the podcast from like an early blog from a long time ago. Um, I remember reading it and thinking it was like awesome. Yeah, the fuck yes or no. Um, do you want to do you want to explain yeah. for the listeners who don't know what I'm talking about, like what that that is? Sure. So fuck yes or no is, is it's a really simple rule. It's that uh, if it's not a fuck yes, then it's a no. So if you're not wholeheartedly excited or committed about some something or someone, then you just shouldn't be involved in the first place. And that goes for them too. If they're not a fuck yes, then it should be a no as well. So it's a simple rule. And then people get really upset because they're like, well, wait, but my situation is like really complicated and you don't understand. And it's like, no, it's just, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. <laughs> oh, we know that response, Mark. Oh, I yeah, mean, I'm sure you that, do. that's the story of this podcast. I is just, oh no, wait, but you haven't heard about my particular difference. I wore a red shirt instead of a green shirt. <laughs> you know? What got, yeah. what, Mark, what got you on the whole like <laughs> fuck train? Like what, what, what started you, you've built a brand on fuck, you know, like, know. and I don't think like, I don't mean that as a negative. I think that's great. But like, what, what in your life? Was there a moment? Was there a thing that you were like, like, was there a turning point? No, man. I, I, this is, it's just how I talk. And I, I write, I try to write how I talk. And I started blogging. You know, I just started dropping the F bomb left, right, and center when I, when I started blogging and, and it just stuck. And so I, I never saw a reason to give it up. And, mm. uh, and then now it's, it's like become a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I, you also have a, a new Audible original. And the Audible Originals are with the Audible books, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they uh, you know, you and I, we would just call it an audiobook, but mm -hmm. Amazon gets like really upset if you don't specifically say Audible Original. So is, is it like a pot? But is it, are these like podcasts? Or, or, but is it more of a book is what they're doing? It's, it's kind of a hybrid. So it's basically imagine it's me sitting down with about half a dozen people and talking about their relationship problems. And then I take those conversations and I kind of build a book out of it. So gotcha. like maybe half to two thirds of the book is me actually having conversations with people completely fucking up their love lives and then using those conversations as an example to like illustrate an idea or a principle or something that the listener can, can get a lesson from. So this yours is called Love is Not Enough. Can you explain, you know, is what's the why what does that mean? Well, I, I think people uh people have a tendency to, you know, love obviously feels really good. And so we have a tendency to to assume that because love feels really, really good, that it must actually like solve problems. Um but what is the, what's the say? What is the saying? Love will conquer all. Yeah, exactly. Or or <laughs> all you need is love, right? It's yeah, like, no, yeah. You kind of need like For respect and trust and saying, right? a couple other things. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and so I mean, one thing I hear from readers all the time is, you know, they'll send me an email and it's this long litany of disastrous relationship after like just just a fucking nuclear bomb of a, a relationship. And then they finish the email with, but I really love him or her. <laughs> as if that like compensates for, you know, the dumpster fire that everything else is. And so my big argument, both on my site and also in the audiobook, is just that, you know, love is great, but like it can't be enough. Like there needs to be something else that you're optimizing right. your relationships for. Well, it also kind of that also kind of lives in the land of like, you know, I would assume that a lot of these people think, you know, you can only love one person. This whole idea of a soulmate kind of yeah. holds people back. Wouldn't you, you know, like that's what it sounds like to me, right? Yeah, the soulmate thing, um there's also just the fact that, you know, relationships go through seasons. Like you can even like a really great marriage will have stretches where people aren't really feeling each other a whole lot, you know, and, and uh, people have conflict and fights and difficult periods. And so it's just, it's a, it's kind of a call to be more real, realistic about our expectations about like what a relationship can provide for us in our life and what right. we well, need to provide so for Well, it's also so funny because you think of like when, when you get to that point where you're married and you have kids, it's like, and the love aspect of it, it's more like, it's much closer, I think, to running like a small business than it is to a like romantic <laughs> like um, love story for most people. Like once you get into like the day to day of like raising a family and being in a long term relationship, it's much more about like who's doing what and delegating responsibilities and like paying the bills and raising your kids. Yeah, and it's it's I think people. Uh, you know, there, there's a, a lot in our culture. We put romance on a pedestal. I think um, if you think about like all the cheesy movies and Disney movies and stuff like that, you know, generally speaking, that crazed romance where you're just like obsessed with the other person that doesn't last. Like it just, it's, and it's not. You shouldn't expect it to last. Um, you know, spending ten years every day with a person. It, it creates a different dynamic between the two of you and it's not necessarily worse. It's just different. It's just less. Well, also, we're, also we're kind of like, you, you know, what's interesting about that is that we're also viewing relationships from one angle, like in the movie, you go back to the movie example, like we're the lead characters. So when you were 10 and go on a soccer practice you know, your parent, you, and you just in your mind, you're just like my parents are at home being in love. Like you don't have this thought of like your parents being at home being like, man, I, I, I I'm you know looking at porn. You know, look at thinking about fucking someone else. <laughs> you know, like you don't have that you know thought in your brain. But then you get to like the age of it, and you're like, this is what it is. You know, I, I think maybe we're let down by the image that we're you know, that we, we've just kind of like put away, stowed away as what's going on. Totally. And, it, and, it's, and it's, it's also a taboo subject to talk about, right? So like you, you're not, you very rarely see a, a hit movie made about like a disgruntled couple, you know, 
falling out of out of touch with each other and like the guy jerking off the porn every day like that doesn't make for a good movie well the breakup had to redo the the last scene you know the vince vaughn movie yeah the vince vaughn movie the breakup with jennifer aniston they finished it with them being broken up and then audiences hated it yeah and they had to go redo a last scene with a would they do would they won't they type of thing yeah, see that that drives me crazy, man. Because that's just not <laughs> like one of the things I talk about in the audiobook is that is that sometimes success is breaking up. Like, just because you're together doesn't mean you should stay together forever and ever and ever until you die. Like, sometimes the best thing for two people is to say, "Hey, we had a good run. You know, thanks for everything, but." We're, we're different right now. i think the issue and with that is that like on. even if that's probably true both people in the relationship rarely come to that agreement like at the same time and i say that with like for like most oh yeah um <laughs> yeah. even like if you're not married or you're just in a relationship i feel like or even those three month or things right where like a lot of the time a guy like a guy and a girl will date for like three months and then it kind of like fizzles out or the someone's like i don't really want to like i'm not looking for anything serious with this and it's kind of just like, and it's very painful for the person yeah. who's getting broken up with, but it's really just that person coming to the realization that you just said earlier than the other person would have figured it out to me. Yeah. And it's, and that's, that's the hard thing about the fuck yes or no thing is that it's, it's easier to kind of realize if you're <laughs> fuck yes or no, but it's difficult to accept that the other person's not fuck yes. And it's also, mm. and it's even more difficult to accept that if the other person's not fuck yes, then you don't want to be with them either. Like it's, it's, I started that article with the line, why would you ever want to be with somebody who does not want to be with you? Like, what does that say about yourself? And I think a lot of people, they, they, they don't think that extra step, you know, they're like, well, I want to be with them and that's all that matters. You know, it, it, they don't, they don't think further than that. What would you say to someone? Because you know, I, I this is this is a ridiculous thing, but I was looking at the uh, Jay Cutler um, and and Kristen Cavalieri broke up, the, and I they put out a statement. joint Instagram yeah. post, a statement, <laughs> which I thought was funny and and also realistic, like some like it's kind of like the new normal. Um, sure. But and then I I started going through the and they wrote a line like hey, you know we tried everything and it's not working out and we we just hope you guys respect and then like there was a woman like I just go to the comments just to see what kind of crazy things people are gonna write and I always love the comments from someone that's like has no idea who they are like and we get this a lot on our show where the where she kind of wrote she was like love is working through these things and the, you've built up so much and you just gave up on it. What would you say to those people who are like, well, what about what we've built up? We put out, we put in so much into this house of a relationship. You know, what makes someone say this isn't a fuck yes one day and then go back on that the next day. I mean, th there's, there's a term for that in psychology. It's called the sunk cost fallacy. And it's, okay. it's basically the idea of like, you know, it's like imagine a business, right? And you work your ass off for like five years on a business and it's still losing money and you're going way in the debt and you're probably gonna have to go bankrupt. You know, is it sane to be like, well, I worked the last five years on this, so I shouldn't quit. It's like, no, mm. you fucking quit. It's not working. 
you have to quit. And that thinking of, well, I, I invested so much, therefore, if I quit, it means the last five years means nothing. It's a fallacy. It's, it's, it's not true. You know, you can end a relationship just because you, a relationship ends doesn't mean that there was no value in that relationship. You know, two, the two people come out the other end completely different people than the two that entered it. Um, and so therefore it, it's, it's not, and besides love persists even after a relationship, you know, it's, it's a, we still, most people still have a lot of affection for their exes. They still care very deeply, you know, what happens to them. Some people even still have friendships and see their ex, their exes as part of their family, you know? So it's, it's much more complicated than it comes back to what you said. It's, it's this idea that love conquers all. It's just, it's so how do you determine like kind of like what you were saying before how like if you're married for a long time or if you're with someone for a long time that you're going to have ebbs and flows that sometimes it's going to be good and sometimes you're going to be like and eh, not really that into this person how do you determine like what what is a like i'm not feeling you today situation versus a i'm it's time for us to go our separate ways i i think it it depends you, it depends on what the core issue is, like what the core problem is. I think if it's if it's something that seems a little bit more temporary, like say for instance, you know, there's financial trouble, or one of the two people is kind of going through a depression or a midlife crisis or something. Um, you know, the, there's a good chance that those types of things are going to be temporary. You know, they last for a few years, and then you kind of come out the other end. I think that the things that warn that are maybe a little bit more permanent are when two people's just fundamental values about life and the world and everything change or they, they deviate from one another. And suddenly you have people who 10 years before they were kind of on the same page about everything, about how to raise the kids, how to, how to manage the finances, about what they wanted to do with their lives. And then suddenly 10 years later, they're on completely different pages. And I, I don't, when it comes to stuff like that, it, I think it's it's hard to expect. A, it's hard to expect those things to change, and B, you can't really ask people to change those things. You can't say like, "Hey, can you like make religion a little bit less of a priority in your life?" You know, for the marriage, like it it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, it's and so I think when you run into kind of some of those more fundamental personality driven issues, then that's when you start having to investigate like, okay, well may maybe we're better off separate. Maybe we're better off, better off friends um, mm -hmm. or like co-parents or whatever. That makes sense to me. Let's uh, yeah, I, I, I love what you're saying. Um, everyone needs to go check out the audible original love is not enough. I mean, people must get, I mean, it must get pretty in the weeds, right? Are people getting emotional and all that stuff when you're talking to the couples? Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't talk to couples, but I talk to... So it's individuals and it's all sorts of different issues. You know, one, one of the people I talk to is a woman who is in a relationship with a married man and in love with him and doesn't know how to break up with him. Um, and so through the process of the book... Um, I, I help her in that relationship and kind of get over it. Um, there's a, 
there's a guy who has been divorced twice and he's fucking up his new his relationship with his girlfriend and he's just like completely terrified of like oh wait i think i'm the problem mm-hmm. <laughs> how do i stop doing this uh, you know so it's there's a wide there's a diversity of problems and also a diversity of people and uh but what's interesting is that even though the people and the problems are so different the principles are really fundamentally the same you know it's good communication personal boundaries you know teaching people how to express themselves how to say no to people how to stand up for themselves um it's it's pretty fundamental stuff ultimately uh well i mean that sounds great everyone should go listen audible original love is not enough um let's you want to help some of our listeners you want to hear an email all right let's do it hi j and j huge fan of the podcast and went to the live you up when you came to my city as well as jared's personal shows i recently (laughs) started i recently started seeing a guy who i met through a friend since the start of quarantine we were able to go on one coffee date as no bars or restaurants are open for our initial first for initial date it's been a little over a month and we consistently see each other on a weekly basis either one to two times a week for the most part it's watching movies playing games and drinking wine we have a great time when we are together and get along very well. We talk on a daily basis, but I genuine, and I genuinely like spending time with him. But I'm keeping in the back of my mind that we are in quarantine and fear when it ends, we will as well. Is it appropriate to ask him where he sees this going? And if so, when? I'm not looking to continue to spend time and develop stronger feelings if he's planning to dip out after we are released from this nightmare. I'm also worried that he won't tell me the truth. I mean, what guy would you would want to fuck this up when he's getting laid and having a distraction. Any and all advice is appreciated. Thanks for tackling the scary world of dating. Sincerely, I'm not creative enough to come up with a clever name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. So I, I receive a lot of uh, relationship questions via email and it's, I've actually put it on my contact page because it's so, it's such a common answer. I'd say probably at least 50% of the emails I get, this is my answer, which is take everything you just wrote me and then go to the person you're in a relationship with and say exactly what you just wrote <laughs> to that person. Uh, like that, that by itself solves like 50% of the right. problems that I get. I mean, look, if, if, if you've been with somebody long enough for this to be a concern of yours, then you've been with somebody long enough to have that conversation. And um, you know, it's not like this is the first date, like that would be a little bit weird. I mean, it's, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks now, obviously he's making an effort because we are quarantined and it is a weird time. Like it's dating is more mentally stressful right now. Um, so I, I think it's a completely reasonable conversation to, ha- to have with this person. Um, and it's, it's mostly the thing that makes it weird or inappropriate is not having it. It's the way in which it's had. Um, it needs to be had with it. I, I, I call it, I, I typically call it unconditional communication, which is basically like you're not, you're simply stating how you feel and then asking how they feel. You're not pressuring them. You're not guilting them. You're not, you know, trying to, trick them into saying something, you know, it's basically like, Hey, I really like you. And I'm a little bit worried that after, you know, this is just a quarantine thing. 
you know, when this is over, I would like to keep seeing you. How do you feel about it? And one of two things is going to happen. You know, A, uh, you're going to have a really good conversation about it and he's going to be very honest about it, um, which is a great sign, you know, regardless of how he feels. It's a good sign. You know, it's good to just simply know where you're at with somebody. Two, he's going to get super awkward and weird and uncomfortable, uh, in which case you now have discovered that you're dating somebody who is very uncomfortable around these sorts of conversations and is either evasive of having them because it's not serious to him or is evasive evasive of having them because he's simply not well equipped to have them. Um, In either case, that's also an important piece of information that you really should have if you're going to continue seeing this person. So to me, there's no downside. Um, It is scary. I I get that. Um, But it's, there's really no downside of, of simply having the conversation and having it in a very, bringing it up in a very mature and casual way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's always like this huge fear in like, that's like drilled into a lot of like women's heads of uh, um, like, am I going to be like, am I going to be seen as like this clingy, scary person who's like, um, who's getting too, too serious, too fast and like rushing things or like be seen as like too much. But I think what you're saying is like, is really the right way to go about it. Just because like, again, like even if, if you're too much for one person, you're not going to be too much for another person. And the best way to find that out is to like be who you actually are and say what you're thinking. Um, and then I think her other, the other part of her question is like, well, what if he's just like telling me what I want to hear because it's working out for him now. And then he changes it. And I think to that, um, I would say like, if that's the case, like that's going to be the case. And you're going to find out like when this is over and like, you'll get, you'll recover. That's kind of my, that's kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, you're going to find out one. If like, if he's not into it, you're going to find out eventually one way or another anyway. So that's kind of my problem with her question. She's like, well, uh, is it appropriate to ask him where he sees us going? And then she goes, but he could just lie. Why wouldn't he just lie? And it's like, at that point in my mind, I'm like, she has to be, know what she wants. She's, she's looking for him to like lead this parade. And it's like, that's not really fair to him. If someone asked me, where is this going in the middle of a quarantine? I would go, I have no, I would, the honest answer is I have no fucking clue. I have no idea how we relate to each other in a world that isn't shut down. I like you. I'm enjoying my time with you. Like that's the most honest he could be. And he won't even, I'm, I'm like 90% sure he won't know how to say that. Like I, 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 I kind of, to me, I'm like, I, I understand she's like, you know, I, 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 she's afraid of getting burned, but it's like at a certain point she has to have her own feelings and she has to admit to the things she wants. And I, I think the one thing right now is during this quarantine period, people are doing things with uh, people they've met that they've never done before. Like they're going to their house a little bit sooner. They're doing coffee. They're not going out for drinks. Their their first date scenarios are different. They're you know, maybe this you know oh we had sex and we haven't even he hasn't even taken me to dinner. So like all these like check marks that 
are put there as crutches for her own confidence aren't there anymore. Like, I, I kind of like, I think the one thing she needs to do is live by like, just because you did doesn't mean you will. Like, just because she did the date at his house and they fucked after some Netflix doesn't mean she has to do that when the quarantine ends. Doesn't mean she's at that level in the video game because it came out of order. Like, that's kind of the way she's talking. She's like, how will I know? When you get out, it's okay to go, okay, when do we do dinner? Like, I think that's a more, like, a more organic and better way to be like, yeah, let's do dinner uh, to this week. And he, and he goes, well, why don't you just come over and do what we did last week? And it's like, well, no, I, I we've done that level. You know, I, I think like right now people are on like level 20 of what they see a relationship to be. And they're worried that they don't have the check marks that level one through 19 would have given them to give her confidence. Because it's just to me, this is like a non, you know, like it, it, it's put so much on his table. Yeah, I, I think it, it's she's afraid. She only wants to ask the question if she knows she's going to get the answer she wants, and it's yeah, it's life just doesn't work that way. And uh, and yeah, I think there probably is something to that. That this is the level like it's probably more personal. It's a little more intimate, faster than she's used to. Yeah, um, and so and so that makes her anxious. But um, you know, I, I do want to comment on something you said, Jordana, because. Um, I think it's important and I, I agree a lot of women feel that anxiety about coming off as clingy or too pushy or whatever. Um, I really want to hammer the point home, especially as a, as a man who was terrified of commitment for many, many years and was scared away from many, many women. <laughs> um, it, it's so much of this conversation is in how you have it, not the fact that you have it or not. And I think the, the wrong way to have it is to go into it the thing that that repels guys or scares guys away is when you try to push him into a certain answer. It's it's if you can have the conversation without pushing him at all, uh, it's actually very. It makes it easier on the guy. You know, it's it's like w I remember when I was dating my wife, she would just tell me things. She would just be like, because I she I was living abroad at the time, and so I was living in her in her city, and and she just out of the blue on like our third or fourth date, she told me she was like, if you lived here, I would want to be in a relationship with you. Just want to let you know that. And then we like went back to like goofing off and hanging out, like no conversation. And you didn't give her no, anything back. Like she's just like, this is <laughs> no. where. I, uh, I was like so stunned that like there wasn't even. Like she just moved. She wasn't looking for anything. Like she just, she was just pointing right. out like, here's where I am on the relationship map. Just want you to know. And then like moved on. And then I eventually told her later, like, yeah, I'm on the same page actually. But like just the fact that she said that with no expectation, with no like, oh my God, this is a big deal. We need to tell like, this is important. We have to talk about this. You know, it, it, there, there doesn't need to be all this pressure around it. It can just simply be like, I really like you. I hope we keep seeing each other after quarantine. What movie do you mm -hmm. want to watch? Like, that's it. Like, right. you, it can be that simple. It doesn't need to be like this big production. Yeah, as an anxious dater, 
as an anxious dater Big myself, I feel like ever. I could do. I don't have the confidence that your your wife probably has, and I think that I could probably do that once or maybe twice before I was like, "Wait, what is? I need to find out what react like what his reaction to these statements is, or I'm just gonna feel like I'm like going crazy." But wouldn't yeah. you get the reaction right in that moment? Like, I like the idea of like doing a statement. Like, I think that's so, like a great way to go about it. Like if someone like, Hey, I like this, what we're doing in the quarantine. I like uh, all that stuff. Like he's going to say something or nothing, you know, like you're going to get a vibe like, you know, that answers coming to you in one way or the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, event and you'll get something eventually because I didn't respond immediately to my wife, but it, it got I like it immediately put it in my head of like, Oh, this is a thing. And that's the I page felt- she's on. That's the page she's on, and if I'm on that same page, then I I will feel mm-hmm. awful if I don't tell her. So, well, that the, the women I've, don't give men the the like the thought of having any emotional like intelligence, like <laughs> you know, like so, like like I agree with what you're saying completely. Like you know, right then that the yeah. clock is ticking for you to give some answer. Maybe it's not the answer she wants, but you know inherent and i've been in that situation too where someone says something and you go oh that's where we are and it doesn't you know where it's not where you are it's where we are because you are there together if one person's up here you know the the tide rises the ships all go with the tide so like i i i I just don't like i think if like a lot of people they don't think that we even think at all like uh, oh, I want to be in a relationship. I really enjoy this. I hope we keep going after this quarantine's over. They think guys go back to like uh, Netflix. Like they think like we're like. <laughs> well, it's good to know no that the seed has been has planted ever, you know, like, in that way. Um, <laughs> no, I think that's that's actually it's it's good it's good advice, especially if you're saying that guys actually internalize that and don't just sort of ignore it. Um, in the sense that, like now, in the sense that even if that. Or well, or they're right. or they're well, I'm actively, saying if they're ignoring, actively it, ignoring it, you know, and like, then that causes them to show you things to show that they're less in- invested, or um, or you don't see any progression. Then it's like you did sort of get the answer that you were looking for in that way, and it ended something that might have been dragged on for longer if you didn't say anything. Exactly, because yeah. it's it's no response is a type of response in in that case. But it's I I, I agree uh, I agree, Jared. Like. I know just myself, like there are things that my wife will emotionally process that in like a minute that it takes me like a good hour to kind of catch up where I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, no, no, yeah, I agree with you, (laughs) you know, but it's just, it's, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of men, we're not, um, we're not, you know, we're kind of emotional idiots or like we come from a place, you know, I know that I, I came from like the way I grew up. I was just taught to like just bury my emotions under everything. And, um, and it's taken me most of my adult life to like catch up, you know, in emotional intelligence. Um, and so it's, it's sometimes we just need time to process and, and recognize things. But, um, but yeah, let's play, uh, you want to play some games? 
This has been a lot Let's of fun, it, Mark. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Everyone go check out Audible Original. Love is not enough. Go check. How do they find that? Do you go to Amazon and it's there? Yeah, it's on Amazon. And uh, if you've got the Audible app, it just... There it is. Cert- yep. Uh, love is not enough. Uh, we play a game called Red Flag Deal Breaker. You're dating someone. This one thing comes up. It's either a red flag. You see it. You notice it. You keep going. Or it's a deal breaker. You're out of the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. You go to meet your boyfriend or girlfriend's parents for the first time. And at dinner, each member of the family drinks a glass of milk with their meal. It's a milk <laughs> Very family. Wholesome. Um, is can I like can we invent another flag because it's it's not a red flag for me that's just okay. a weird flag that's just like, okay <laughs> just like wow your family is fucking are you weird. okay with a weird family <laughs> yeah. then you're fine with it okay I'm that's totally true in their you own know, every special way weird right so well what would I'm trying to think what I'd prefer exactly. would I prefer that or like every member of their family takes like six shots throughout dinner I think like. That might be a worse. <laughs> that, that that's a more realistic one where it's like everyone just gets fucking hammered the first time yeah. you meet them. Like, <laughs> are you okay with that? Like, I'd be hammered with them. I, I guess I would be. Like the milk thing, it would scare me that like, oh man, this family is not loose at all. Like, milk is a sign of like when we get together for dinner, we have our milk. Because it makes your bones strong. Like, I would be afraid that the family is, like, living in 1923. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I, I, I enjoy milk. Like, mm. I, I am a grown man who enjoys a glass of milk. But, like, yeah, the six shots is, is that's, that's much closer to red flag territory. That would very much, you know, for me, that would mean I need to have a serious conversation with my girlfriend about her attitude. Towards addiction and alcohol and drugs. Wait till she sobers like up, and, and then and de- have depending that on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, wake and, and up. De- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to talk. Uh, yeah, so depending right. on her attitude, right. that could be. So an issue, you go on one sure. date, and okay. then they send you a connect request on LinkedIn. Red flag or deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's either. I don't know, man. I, I see, I, I dated back in the days where like literally anybody you spoke more than three words to, you added on right. Facebook. And mm-hmm. uh, I know like we don't really do that anymore, but it was like, you, you used to collect Facebook friends like they were Pokemon. I remember those. Um, <laughs> so like that, that's my, that's my dating era. So yeah, it wouldn't, what do you it think, wouldn't Jared? really bother me too much. Um, I would be like, to me, that would just confuse things. Like, I'd be like, did they get a networking <laughs> partner out of this? Like, I would be more like, I, I like, don't like anyone who uses the word networking. Like it always like, and especially like, like if that comes up on a first date, I'm like, man, we don't see eye to eye. Like you are miss LinkedIn. You're looking for connects. Like I, I, I think it would muddle it too much for me to think that they're like trying to like, yeah. Well, if this doesn't work out, they're a good person to call on right. for a business solution. I think the it's Facebook like, nah, thing I don't would be less be that offensive. Either. Yeah, 
on the LinkedIn thing to then they were like, oh, like, are you trying to ask me for like a business favor shortly? Is that com- is that like the next thing that's coming? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like I don't like those people that are like, no, I just want to meet new people. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we went on a fucking date. Like this is like this wasn't me trying Bring to fucking resume. get uh, you know, resume I, I really just want to extend my reach. Extend. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. All right, we got one Deal more. Breaker. Uh, let's do, yeah, one more. How dare you LinkedIn no. request me? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Just looking to meet young professionals in the city that I work in. It's like too fucking, it's too whole milk. <laughs> See, I, 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 I don't use LinkedIn, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm out of touch on this one. Uh, let's do one more. They like to pick out your outfits from your closet before you go out together. I would. I think it might be. I might be out after that one. It's a little like Pretty Woman, for me. <laughs> sure. Oh, hey, babe. It's, this would look right. good it, on you. Ooh, it's interesting yeah. Because this is the first one that's very gender specific. Because like, yeah. It also depends how long I've been with the person. So, for instance, if I'm like, if we've only been together for a few months, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what? Right. Get out of my closet. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, is none, this is none of your business. Whereas, like, you know, I've been with my wife now for eight years and she, like, picks out half the shit that I wear. And I'm like, oh, thanks, God. Thank God that you did that because I don't want to have to think about this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if I was dating somebody and they did that, then then I would, uh, to me, that's a Right, I think it would indicate that they were, like, very concerned with, yeah. like, how what you were wearing, like, represented them. Right. Yeah, like if they, if they're gonna run into friends of theirs or something, they want to, you know. It's to me that's like a two years minimum. You have to be together for two years for that to start becoming like potentially acceptable. I could see how for a woman that would like Jordana. Like, are you two years in? Mike is like, hey, I put out some things for you. I think you'd look good in. Like, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it doesn't go the other way. I don't. Think. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. like that. I don't think because for me, I'm I'm with I'm with Mark on the double standard. The like it, like two years. Yeah, the double standard. Like I'd be cool with it because I'm like, oh, finally a relief. Right. I don't I feel have to like think about men, that. When you, like when you think of men doing it, like historically or like in movies or pop culture, it's usually like a, like a sexual thing or like um, or. Or the opposite, or, or the opposite of like, don't go out in public like, wearing that, like, like you're like cover up or something. Um, yeah, which I think would also add a weird dynamic to the relationship. So I think I'd be out also. It, it it's very paternal, like when guys do it. Like, it's well, isn't like it maternal a, when girls do it though? You too, know, it's like listen here. <laughs> no, it's like she's just making sure I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> As mom you know, was. It's, it's like. <laughs> Which That's I appreciate. Fair, yeah. <laughs> which I appreciate. You know, it's like I've 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 like I I've done publicity tours and stuff when I go on TV and she's like, No, make this shirt looks like shit. You wear this shirt. And I'm like, Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> like That's true. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I agree. There, it's worse when men do it. Well, Mark Manson, thank you for coming on. This was such a pleasure. Was Thanks great. for having me, guys. This was fun. All of you go, 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 go to Audible, go to the Audible original. Love is not enough. Go check them out um, if you haven't already. Thank Thank you so much again. Yeah, this was great. 
Thanks, guys. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levian. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.